Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show, seen Wednesdays on the Sports Collectors Daily Facebook page and the Great American Collectibles Facebook page. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by the National Sports Collectors Convention and Sports Collectors Daily. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all your hobby news, features, and more, go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now your host, Tom Zappala and Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petroselli. And don't forget the hostess with the most is Mr. John Mallory's here, too. Oh. Reason for this. I know there's two separate openings. There's three separate openings. There's we three. have one with me alone when you two clowns don't show up. Which is one okay. with Rico. <laughs> keep it here. Can you believe this? Don't breathe on me. Just keep it right here. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's one with you and I. Right. There's not one with the three of us because we're twice a year the three of us. It's like getting... only the second time this has ever happened. <laughs> if, if you don't, <laughs> breathe, don't breathe on me. I'm healthy. He says he had COVID. Now he comes in the studio. And I never said I had COVID. I never said I had COVID. He's just saying, hi, Rico. How are you? I said I had a cold. That's what I said. All right. Anyways, welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. Tom Zappler, Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico. Thank you for the introduction. Yeah. You're very welcome. Boston personage. John, by the way, I read that article that you wrote in, was it golf? Oh, he's, uh, I'm running he's for a great. new website now called Barrett Sports Media. That was a great article. This he, was the he, one about uh, the football. Great, yeah. Good morning football. That yeah. was really a good My, article. Did you read yeah. this week's I, about I, Tom Karen from Nesson? Did you write that? Yeah, I yeah. did write that. I saw, the, I saw the headlines, Yeah, how he's helped so many people. Yeah, that was part of the interview. But he's a really good guy. It was a good interview. He's awesome. Yeah, thank you for mentioning good. that. Good. Yeah. Nice BarrettSportsMedia.com. All right, listen, we have a good show today. <laughs> Rico, <laughs> listen, I, I've been a little under the weather. Rico's making a big deal out of it. I don't have COVID. I did not have COVID. I had a little cold, and he's such a wussy boy, it's ridiculous. But anyway, we have a good show today. We have Chuck and Stacy Wisman from Wheatland Auctions. We have our good friend, Come Joe on, Orlando. Come on, them before the 11 o'clock news. Come on, I got to go to bed. <laughs> Joe Orlando, Executive Vice this President. This is like the 1970 All-Star game. Of Heritage There's a Auctions. There's of All-Stars on the show and this week. And our good friend from Love of the Game, Al Crisofoli, is going to be joining us later. Right. First, our headlines. You're going to like this one. Oh, good. You ready? Yep. Chairman Ontario native Ferguson Jenkins was the first oh. Canadian-born player elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. In a career that spanned nearly two decades, Jenkins was a three-time All-Star, 1971 National Cy Young uh, Award winner, two-time League's, leagues wins winner, 3,200 strikeouts and 300 leagues. wins. What's a league wins win. winner? League wins. <laughs> Guess what, Rico? He's been busy since his retirement, unlike some people I know, <laughs> with interests as varied as his arsenal on the mound. He now owns the Ferguson Jenkins Cigar Company. Get oh, out of wow. here. Wow. Consists of... What's that, ah, other stuff? God. What's that other he, stuff? He has a, he's got a cigar company. He's got a What's cigar line. Stuff? Vaping? I don't want to know. Oh, yeah. He oh, used to oh, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He did a little of that. DC, I yeah. thought he'd open. He, he did was a, a little He was a teammate of yours. Of course. So, Chrissy, with that being said, you guys play his ex-teammate yeah. like ex owns like his own cigar company. His own cigar company. One or two years. should bring it in. I think it was before. They were teammates at the end. Now, what else happened? 
So he owns a cigar company. It's your buddy. You're a cigar smoker. What are the names? What's, what's, what's he calling? Uh, the Fergie Jenkins Collection is what it's called. I don't know what the name of the cigar company is, but see if you can pull some strings for so us. So what does this have to do with cards? Nothing. It has to do with cigars. Because the three of us smoke cigars. Yeah, okay. So pull some strings. Yeah, right. Me? He was your teammate. All right. About right here. I think he was his teammate for about four months. How long were you teammates with him for? Very briefly, because your last year was 76, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And he I think w- he came in right around when Rico was ending his career. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But I faced him. Faced he faced him, him probably Texas. faced him a lot. A lot yeah. with the Rangers. He, he played a hell of Texas. a pitcher. Yeah, Texas. He was a hell of a yeah. pitcher. Yeah. All right, let's bring in Stacy well, and Chuck. His Red Sox run was not good. No, I know. You know he was at the end of his career. Yeah. It's five wasted minutes. Go ahead. Can you knock it off? Uh, okay. I'll just All right, let's talk to Chuck and Stacy. You guys had a very, very successful uh, national. Yes. Tell us about it because your location was unbelievable. And then I want to talk about what's going on right now with Wheatland Auctions. You have an auction that's going to end pretty soon. Yeah, no, it's great to see. It's awesome to see all three of you at the same time on one show. That's great. For twice a year we do this. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I think it's usually two when we're on. But um, <laughs> the National was was crazy. Um, I remember when finally getting home and I felt like I needed to sleep for a couple weeks. Um, we did not have any five minutes of downtime. It was so crazy. Um, our booth location, we had um, took advantage of you know, three open sides. Um, nobody was around us, had a couple big booth spots, and um, it was just packed from beginning to end. Well, was- you know, Chuck, that whole circumference, people were standing two and three deep, the whole circumference of the uh, of the booth. Yeah, I took a couple of pano photos uh, during it, and when I got back, I'm like, wow, there was 80 people during one of the photos there, and it, it really didn't let up much. And um, did you, I, when we came in to do the, the little video, um, you mentioned to me that you were, you had run out of a lot of stock, correct? Yeah. So most nationals were constantly buying and trading with customers coming up um, just to keep things stocked. I think our all of our backup inventory was probably gone within 24, 48 hours. And then it's just constantly working with uh, with good customers. There's people who look for us every year and it's, it's fun, but uh, man, it, it wore us out this year. It was crazy. What type of stuff did you sell? Um, everything from vintage to new. Um, cards, mostly. Um, some autographed items, but mostly cards. Um, one thing that we do a lot of is, you know, who are the hot prospects in football, baseball currently, and bringing a ton of that stuff. How many Wanda we- Franco cards did you sell? Oh, jeez. <laughs> you knew I was going to throw that. In. Fourteen, Tom. Right, and Joe, I know Joe's watching. It's not a good I'm going to hit him. Joe with that okay. same question. <laughs> you know, I think one of the things that was really interesting for us too is I did not make it out to Chicago this year. I stayed back here to run the offices and and um, stay here. We kept our retail store open. But I think that the fever of the national was everywhere because we were mobbed here in store, um, mobbed here in the auction offices. Like I think everybody watching online, seeing everything happening at the national for even those people that weren't in Chicago still wanted to be a part of it. And by the way, for our viewers and listeners, if you go on the Great American Collectible Show over the last two weeks, we we have filmed we filmed the show there and we have both hours uh, over the last two weeks, you can you know watch the show uh, on stage. We filmed from the Berker stage, and we had a blast. It was it was a good time, Johnny. 
Yeah, no, I want to talk. You have an auction ongoing right now um, at Wheatland Auctions, uh, Chuck and Stacey. You have some great rookie cards there. I mean, some amazing, like, all-time athlete rookie cards. Jim Brown, Koufax, Jerry West, Wayne Gretzky. Can you talk about some of the highlights of the auction and what the dates are? It's ending this week, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, sun, Sunday night, everything starts and one at a time. Everything starts at $5. Um, no reserves on stuff. And some of the consigners, you know, we like the stories behind the people. The Uncle Jimmy collection taught us that. Sure. Uh, one consigner was collecting every Hall of Fame football rookie card um, and consigned those cards. So, wow. You know, there's a Hall of Fame rookie card in, in football you're looking for. We have it. I mean, that's a nice it's, collection. That's a great – that's unbelievable. Yeah, wow. yeah that's awesome. Wow. And, you know, some of the big items um, – one gentleman just collected 51 Bowman. And um, he just – you know, I guess he's probably 82 years old now maybe. That and um, he – we probably have four partial sets of 51 Bowmans. <laughs> Uh, a really nicely centered Mickey Mantle 51 Bowman rookie. Um, you know, some, some really cool stuff. There's another collector and consigner. Um, the gentleman passed away, but his wife's selling the collection. And he collected signed cards from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, early 70s. So there's near partial sets of tops from the 60s, early 70s signed. So... There's a lot of people who try to put sets together of as many cards as possible from, say, 1960, 1959, 1957 tops of every card signed. Uh, Rico, there's a bunch of you in some of the lots, too. Um, But it's pretty pretty cool. There's some obscure ones. You know, we probably have, what, four or five um, Brooks Robinson rookies autographed that, uh, you know, came up, graded the cards graded. I think most of them four fives and sixes on the card side, let alone the autograph side. So it really is an awesome mix. Um, and, and Tom, I think uh, there's a couple nice Rolex watches for you. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Rico, did you sign many cards when you played? No, no. Right? I mean, that wasn't really popular then, right? No, no. We weren't. And some cards, some years, you know, they had the printed signature right. on there. So. Right, right, but, right. But, uh, but the actual you signing. You know, we, si- we signed... A lot baseballs. of just paper and ba- some baseballs, baseballs yeah, yeah, some baseball. But uh, people, kids, you know, outside the uh, the parking lot where the, they had the gate, and kids, and, they uh, had their own stuff, gloves, yeah, or they whatever. Had, right, yeah, they yeah, had yeah, their right. own Interesting. stuff. Yeah. so we didn't sign. Yeah. All right, so did, Chuck- did, did you did you get much mail? Because a lot of people, and we learned that with the Uncle Jimmy collection. I mean. He got Babe Ruth yeah. and Lou Gehrig through the through mail the because yeah. the envelopes were there, too. It's amazing. You know? you know, I have a, a cousin who's probably, I know, he's, he's in his late sick, probably around your age, Tom. And he, right. um, he, when he was a kid, he literally would, like, send in a letter. Could I get a sign? He's got all these little signed pictures. I, I have a friend. Of all these guys from the, you know, 60s, 70s, whatever. It's amazing the, the connection that doesn't exist anymore, right? right? Now, yeah. now, you're right, because... We didn't know, or we didn't think, or maybe they didn't put stuff on eBay. And, right? You know, Did you get much in the mail? I got some from young kids, little kids. Rico Pepperoni, most of the time. <laughs> yeah. So help me God. And uh, hey, that's a so great cute. marketing idea. Well, you, you should put out a line of pepperoni, Rico Pepperoni. Ooh, there you go. Hey, yeah. Fergie Jenkins says the cigars. You there should you be right. Mr. Pepperoni. <laughs> uh, okay. So your website address is. We are www.wheatlandauctionservices.com. And the, the auction. auction- Go ahead. I'm sorry. And this Sunday, um, the first lot will close at 7 o'clock. 
Eastern Eastern time. And then each lot subsequently will close 30 seconds after that. So it kind of follows the same format as if you're at a live auction. Um, If any lot does get a bid within 10 minutes of closing, that individual lot will extend the bidding for 10 minutes. So it gives people opportunities to jump all around the auction and bid on things and jump to the back and and hopefully be able to get to everything they they are hoping. Quick one before you go. Do you guys have synergy between people coming into your retail store and either, I wouldn't say driving them to the auction, but do they know the auction's going on and the two kind of work hand in hand? Absolutely. And and one of the great stories in this auction is in 2014, Topsy Museum, one of their nicer products for Tops, came out. uh, The big hit that you can find in in a packet or box of cards was a cut signature of Babe Ruth. And we, back in 2014 at the store, had a customer pull that card. Wow. We got it graded. And I'll say it was the last box that we had on the shelf. How long did that box sit? Nobody would buy it. So many people had it on their hands, put it back. Wow. Finally, someone bought it. And in it was And even the person who bought it was walking out the door, didn't buy much in the wax. And he came back in saying, you know what? You talked me into it. It's the last box. I'll take it. Wow. And yeah, got the Babe Ruth. We got it graded. The card graded a gem mint on the card. Oh, wow. Because it's in a nice frame. The autograph graded a 9 out of 10. We sold it in auction form in 2014. I think got him over $9,000 at the time. He donated all that money to charity. The person who won it in that auction in 2014, I ran into earlier this year. And I talked to him about that card. He's like, you know what? I could use some money. I'm like, why don't you put it up for auction? It's great time. So we got that card to auction for a second time. And, you know, in business development and engineering world we that, that I'm still heavily involved in, you know, try to talk to young people all the time of it's all about relationships. And, you know, you never know what could happen, that's who right. could be your client Absolutely. or customer in the future. Yeah. And I think that's a good example that this card is yeah. – Coming back, and I think it's already over eleven thousand. Good feel, and many days left here. That's know? awesome. Well, listen, good luck in the uh, auction, and we'll see you guys down the road. Yeah, Sounds great. Great good to see both of you, Bye. Chuck yep. and Stacy Wisman from Wheatland Auction. The, what a beautiful, the best people. Yeah, in this well, business. It's a great huh? shop. Yeah. I've seen pictures of the shop. Yeah, it's really. It's cool. interesting. That's why I ask because we don't get a lot of people that have both the, yeah. the shop and the and auction stuff. State of the art, kind of a state of the art. Pretty cool. Anyways. We're going to bring Joe in. Okay. Uh, Joe Orlando from Heritage Auctions, executive vice president, uh, former president of PSA, Collector's Universe, author, Bon Vivant, man, of, man about town, raconteur. Father He's, of two? Father, father of, of two. Yeah. two. Two hellions. Mr. Mr. Orlando, how are you, buddy? Hey, Joe. Good. You forgot star of stage and screen. Star That's of right. stage That's and screen. Right. And also right. author of Sports Legends. What was the name of that book, the, the, the first book you authored, the one behind you? But, oh, <laughs> I have to look at it, Collecting Sports Legends. Collecting Sports Legends. It's been a few years. Yeah, you years. think? That was, uh, that was your first one, right? Yeah, that was so long ago that I didn't even have Tom Brady's rookie card in the in the. In the football card. <laughs> you know, that, if you recall the conversation you and I had about that book, when we were looking for a good publishing company, you remember what you told me? 
about the I, about the publishing. I'm scared, I'm scared. By the way, I'm a little nervous about. No, this. no, you you weren't overly thrilled with that with the publishing company. Uh, I think that was the guy, or was it the photography? One of it, you bitched about something. Well, either the photography. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, I'm going to avoid that. I, you know, it is true, Tom, that Wilt Chamberlain is the most dominant basketball player of all time. <laughs> That's horrible. That is horrible. All right, Joe. Right out of the gate, you know, we we talk about it all the time. You've talked about it with us on many occasions. Rico is a big advocate of the modern and ultra modern baseball card. I think I, well, you are. I think I think Malori is kind of in the middle. I'm a vintage guy. Rico, what do you think? No, about- Joe. Uh, I the vintage is that's the industry. But the modern keeps the 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 industry the, the you know right. the interest going. That's right. Let the kids buy these. Yeah. Kids. So, right. So what about the kid that spent uh, five thousand dollars on a PSA ten Juan de Franco card? How's that card doing? That's Joe? the chance you take. It's like anything, Joe. You sp- yeah, Joe. See. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. Go ahead. Bill Chamberlain is a fantastic. <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> That's it. I no, I'm just. I'm, what I'm, exactly is the, is the question about bo- just modern in general? Or? Yeah, I, I'm being facetious. And well, I, I think know, there's a point. Are. And I'll, let me let me get to the question. These go two ahead. guys can go like the two guys in the Muppet Show up in the balcony. <laughs> um, I think that. <laughs> What I think Rico made a, a fine point, which let's mark this date down, um, in that he's saying the vintage. It's always going to be there. And that's what he said. That's the industry. But there is something to be said for new collectors, young collectors coming in, regardless of what they're buying, because Rico's right. That keeps the business going. Can, I think that's what they were saying, Joe. Get your thoughts on that. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, exactly look, what it was saying. who was at the National saw unprecedented numbers of young people, you know, all that's over great. the floor, um, at the hotel, late at night, trading literally on the floor. I know, that was amazing. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> that was amazing. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's hard to be, you know, um, sort of negative or upset at, at so many young people. And we want young people. We want new generations introduced to the hobby. And they have to start somewhere. Look, I mean, where did we all start as collectors when we were younger? We bought modern cards, modern at the time. You we start with packs. what you know. You start right. with what you know. Right. right. I mean, these, right. Are, these are the players you can follow on TV and go to the ball games. And so that is a, I mean, extremely positive sign. And, and like I said, it, it is kind of amazing, too. I mean, all joking aside, I know Tom was making some jokes there. Look, the modern market over the past year has shown some significant decline in certain areas. I mean, that's not that's not a secret. It, you know, every, I think right. anyone who follows the hobby knows that. But to me, what was so encouraging is that it was record breaking traffic at the national even after that happened. And and what that tells me is that there is real interest here, um, long term interest, not just a short term type interest. And and you know that was that was a concern kind of going into the last few years where. Things accelerated so quickly, but I I thought that that was probably the most exciting part of it, that the attendance was record-breaking, even in the face of a modern market, which has shown some serious volatility in the last So, year. Joe, let me ask you, when, when the baby boomer generation and the generation behind that, what is that, Gen X? I don't even know what Gen that X. is. Gen X. When, as they get older and they fade out of the picture, is the vintage market going to decline I'm talking about the old vintage market, the cards from uh, from from the pre-war 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. 
is that market going to decline as the baby boomers and Gen Xs fade into the sunset? Let me answer that in, in two ways. First of all, I, I think in short, um, I don't believe so because the that's the as as Rico was pointing out. I mean, that's that's the blue chip beachfront property type material that everyone sort of graduates to over time. And look, I never saw Mickey Mantle play. I never saw Babe Ruth play, but I sure want to collect their their items. So I'm and I'm I guess technically I'm Gen X. So I grew up in the 70s and the 80s and I love watching the the current players at that time play, but I also kind of fell in love with the history of sport. And so I don't think that that cycle changes. Uh, you know, a young person today is also, you know, again, it's very typical they start with modern material because that's what that's what they can watch, that's what they can afford, and then as they get older, if they're still involved in the hobby, they end up graduating to to more vintage material. That being said, I would say that there I do anticipate changes as it relates to players who are not the icons of the game. So, for example, you mentioned the baby boomers, right? You may have um, people from the baby boomer generation who are hardcore collectors that not only collect, you know, the big names that, you know, the mantles and the right. Yogi Berra's, but they also collect the Elston Howard's and the Hank Bowers and the Bobby Richardson's because they're, they, they fell in love with those teams as well. And so though, you know, when you get kind of past the top, you know, tier of hall of famers, iconic stars, that sort of thing, and you get into the, you know, the other type of players over time, it'll be interesting to see how they perform versus the rest. I mean, if I, again, we've talked about this many times before. I mean, if you're looking forward strictly from a financial aspect or or perspective, um, it's always a safer bet to go with the guys that have statues outside the stadium. I mean, those are the names that will echo in eternity, you know, uh, forever. We are chatting with Joe Orlando, Executive Vice President of Heritage Auctions. Smartest we're take, guy in the room, by the way. He really is. Yeah. When we take, we're going to take a break. we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Platinum Night. Platinum Night is coming up. There is some amazing – Joe, I looked at the catalog. Wow. Hang yeah, in there. We have to win the lottery. <laughs> we'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. 
Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Are you a collector looking for that rare trading card or autograph ball or photo? If so, then PB Collectibles in Newport is the place for you. PB Collectibles has graded cards, raw cards, complete sets, and wax boxes of the stars of the future, today, and from the past. We also offer a large selection of both vintage and modern cards. So whether you're looking to add to your collection or sell it, visit us at PB Collectibles, 269 Spring Street in Newport, located across from St. Mary's Church. We are your neighborhood card shop and much more. Your questions answered on deck with Rito Patricelli. Hello, everybody. Whenever you're ready, What Rico. the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I was talking it's to Chris. It's time for my segment. I need to talk to Chrissy real quick. Yeah, wait well, a second. What was your question, Rico? Let's well, do on deck with you Chrissy. Got, yeah. we'll you got go orange. You got pink hair. You got pink and black. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman, by the way. And you got orange uh, thingies here. And you, and you I do. They're nails. Color. They're called And the nails, yeah. yeah. Fingernails. Orange. Yeah. Why? Yes. Why don't you have pink? Uh, because I have pink hair. Uh, it's not all. It's not all pink. And by the you way, well, why don't you have pink fingernails? You got because pink hair. Because I already got pink hair. Oh. And by the way, you, you know, have you guys been? You know about Tristan Casas, right? Tristan Casas, who's going to be a very good ball player. He paints. Uh, maybe. maybe. Oh, he's, wait, he's, he's going to say that about first baseman? Yeah, he's going to be good. He said that about Barbie Dahlbeck he, a year and a half ago. Let me tell you something. He's going to be a good player. Okay. You want right. to bet? Whatever. Do you know that New he, Britain. he paints his fingernails and toenails every day? Good for him. Different colors. 
That's great. Maybe he should more focus on the curveball. <laughs> okay. Anyway, back to number one on the roster, number one Hi. in our hearts. It's on deck with Rico Petroselli. And, and by the way, Rico's brought to us. <laughs> I should just do that every week. I know, really. Yeah. Rico's brought to us by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. Um, and uh, that's Robert Eddie He's a great kid. Yeah, he, he really is. is. He is. All right. This week's question was submitted by one Mr. John Mallory. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> and not only one, but Long time viewer of the tough show. Question, and Joe, Holy I want you to jump in anytime you no, want to ask Rico. All right. What's question number one? Jump in, Lee. All right. Wait a minute. Who reads it? Me? Yeah. Do I read it? Yeah. yeah. What is it? All right. It's question number one. You okay? Yeah, no, I got the thing stuck here. To all of our viewers, I apologize. Joe, right. do you understand? <laughs> I mean, you're witnessing firsthand. Joe, how you doing? <laughs> Sometimes I forget I'm even on the show. <laughs> I feel Joe, like this is have you, have you actually realized, yeah. Joe, there, there actually is no show? <laughs> oh, you mean recording? It's a sitcom. Uh, okay. All right, what do you got for well, questions? Yeah, yeah. All right, What's question the... number one. Okay. Rico, yeah. ready? Sure. What was the best when you played? What was the best road city to visit for bars and nightlife? <laughs> so this is my question. <laughs> well, what, was the best, what were the best places to go when uh, the guys I would go out after I the game? I wouldn't know. You, you wouldn't know. Stop. What was your favorite? <laughs> We'd have a beer. I'd go out with Yaz and, uh, and then with Tony was, uh, playing. Uh, we'd go. Anaheim was one of the real nice places Going to go. Going out there. Yeah. yeah. And let's see. Let's go Kansas City. But, you know, a lot of the places were closed after night games. That's true, right? Yeah, not they all. Shut but down. Yeah, yeah. They, they shut so down. So how about, like, the bigger cities, like yeah. Chicago, well, New York? Well, New York, I stay with my, my mother you and father. You were from there, right? Yeah. So right. Um, what else? Baltimore, nothing. No. Yeah. Nah, you had to stay inside. Yeah. Cleveland and uh, Detroit, <laughs> forget <laughs> it. <laughs> but... Uh, all right, so Anaheim was your favorite. Yeah, Anaheim yeah, was. Anaheim. Oh, you know what? It was nice. Uh, uh, Dallas. Uh, oh yeah. I played the first couple. What of about years Chicago? That's that was my town. Thank you. Chicago was my town. I, I loved Chicago. Frank Sinatra. Chicago. That's your town. Yeah, no, your that's kind right. Of town. Well, he used to yeah. go to the jazz clubs and yeah, blues clubs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, sweet. And uh, we saw all the top names, and then they also. Did you guys get recognized when you were in places. Well. Um, what do you mean, in the road? Like, if you were out at a no, bar or something, no, did any fans come up to you? No, then? no. Yeah, yeah. You know, wearing a uniform on, on the, when you're out at a game in, yeah, the, in these right. places, it really didn't, wasn't much attention. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number two. All right, number question two. number two is, you can name one or two, whatever. Who were a couple or one of the nastiest pitchers you ever faced? It doesn't necessarily have to be the best pitch you ever faced, but like a real nasty Nasty pitcher that maybe struck a little fear in batters' hearts. Well, of course, Nolan Ryan was because he didn't sometimes know where the ball was going, but <laughs> most of the time he did. But he couldn't hit me because I was about 15 feet out of the away from home plate. <laughs> <laughs> right there. He's a great pitcher. Uh, him, uh, there was a, what's his name? Uh, Minnesota. Jim uh, Cott? No. Dean Chance? Chance. Dean Chance. Chance. There were other guys who would oh Stan Williams Stan, Stan Williams the guy who eventually became the pitching coach yeah the Reds? all right yeah, yeah. Stan Williams you yeah. get a hit off him next time in the back really <laughs> and he's the guy that would uh, he had in his contract that if he got less than a you know certain amount of walks that he would get a bonus so if he was three and zero on the guy 
He'd hit him. <laughs> He'd hit him. That wasn't Stan- considered a walk. No. Okay. He hit the, he hit batsman, <laughs> so he made the, made the money. Stan was tough. Boy, That's I hit a home run off him one night. Next time I faced him, boy. He drilled he it. Gotcha. Wow. Right at <laughs> And he smiled. He was 6'6". Six, six, I mean, like Big this. guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I said, okay, Stan. <laughs> and he ended up being one of the coaches. He was coach, yeah, yeah, well, coach yeah. with us. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he turned, you know, he was was a good guy, but he says, hey, you know, uh, and the umpires in those days, they didn't, all right, that's enough. You know what they do? It Go brush off the plate. Okay. That's next. Right. Yeah. All right, question three. Go ahead, all right, guys. last question. Oh. Who oh, were geez. or was the smartest manager you ever played for and one of the, and a couple of the smartest managers you ever played against? Mm. Like, you just knew the game. Smartest. Smart. Not, uh, not best or winningest. Uh, Earl Weaver was one of them. Yep. Of course, they, they, he had great players, but he knew how to handle them. Yeah. Billy Martin. Yeah. Martin was a great uh, on-the-field manager. He was terrific. And these guys fought innings ahead. And Dick Williams. Yeah. Dick was really good. And there were, other, there were some others that, you know, weren't as popular. Right. Uh, but those guys could not manage today. Forget it. They were disciplinarians. I mean, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. Sit you down. But, uh, yeah, they were very smart. Very Three smart good questions, Jan. Yeah. Yeah. A guy like Weaver doesn't get credit because he was such a personality getting tossed. Yeah. He was a smart Absolutely. baseball player. Very smart. He knew the game inside out. Yeah. All right, let's get back to Mr. Orlando. Joe, platinum night, man. You've got some stuff. Tell us, first of all, tell us about the Sports Illustrated. Oh, yeah, there's this gigantic – by the way, there's so many lots in this auction. There's so many different um, elite items in different categories. It's hard. Sometimes, you know, I'll be talking with the crew at Heritage. We go, oh, gee, I forgot that was even in here. That's how deep this thing goes. But, yeah, there's a massive uh, collection of Sports Illustrated. It's actually – just pulled it up. It's currently at 140,000, but it's 1954 to 2023. Wow. Two thousand one hundred and fifty-four original autographs, oh, and it's wow. over four thousand total issues uh-huh. in a complete run uh, for someone who just wants to, you know, if if it's it's sort of move-in ready for someone just wants to take a complete uh, run of Sports Illustrated with literally a couple of thousand um, original autographs. I mean, think about that. Think about how many Ali autographs there are. On How many covers had Ali on it? Mm-hmm. Tons. Right? I think he's, he and Jordan, I think, are one, two, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. So there must be like a, t- a ton of Jordan <clears throat> yeah. and Ali autographs. And so the, these are all autographed covers, covers. Joe? They're, they're not all, but a, but a lot of them are. Okay. There's, there's a total of, I think, 4,000 and change in terms of individual covers. And there's about about half of there, there's about 2,000, a little over 2,000 autographs of the 4,000 covers. So that's unbelievable. it's, it's wow. remarkable. Um, it's a great, you know, it's a great piece of history. Obviously, we're in a different um, sort of time today where, you know, magazines aren't as, you know, uh, sort of prominent and out there. I mean, people, you, you ask a, a young person what a magazine is and they think, oh, what, what's, a, what's a magazine, right? So it is kind of, in a way, you know, um, covers, you know, magazine covers, that sort of thing. It's kind of like tickets. It's a, it's, it, it's someday it may be complete nostalgia, who knows, uh, where we, we don't, everything is digital, but it's, it's an incredible amassment. And this is, I mean, this is what collecting is all about. The, the time and effort it took to put this in this together, um, you know, how do you quantify what that's worth? 
We're going to find out this weekend because the auction uh, closes on the 19th and 20th uh, this upcoming weekend. And yeah, this is one of many, many, many um, incredible pieces and lots. What are some of the other items, Joe? Do you have anything in front of you? Yeah, you know, the one thing I, I can't avoid talking about this because it's so cool and so rare is the mantle jersey, which I'm sure you had a chance to I see did. at the National. We had it on display with a lot of other items. Um, you know, when you're looking at game-used, game-worn, you know, memorabilia, you kind of check to see if that item checks many boxes, right? So this is a 1958 Mickey Mantle home pinstripe, all original jersey with the exception of one button replacement. That's it. But this was not a jersey that went back down to the minor leagues, which was a common practice in those days where they would, you know, they would remove patches and reuse them. This was taken off of Mantle's back at some point. And it, and it escaped that that uh, transition to the minor league. So the state of preservation is amazing. But 1958 is a really important time frame for Mantle. 1956 and 57, he was back to back to back MVPs. 56, of course, a triple crown winner. 62 was his third MVP. So this is really in the heart of his prime. I mean, if you if you're if you're considering you know what happened in his career and later in his career, of course, the injuries started to take their toll. By the mid 1960s, this is a prime mantle, a World Series championship year, a year that they avenged their loss the previous season right. um, uh, uh, against uh, Milwaukee um, and Hank Aaron, Eddie Matthews, Warren Spahn, and those guys. So this this jersey, when when it comes to again the sort of era it was used in, and then the state of preservation and the rarity of it, I mean, I, I challenge. I mean, look. Don't take my word for it. Go back a quarter century, 25 years, and look at every auction history or archive you can find. See how many all-original Mickey Mantle home pinstripe jerseys you can find, period, let alone one from the 50s, let alone one from the prime of his career. And it's already um, up to just under $4 million with oh. a week to go, uh, roughly oh, a week God. to go. Joe, this uh, is really... A record. It's already set a record for a Mickey Mantle uh, game un- uniform. Um, but And it's, by the way, forgot to mention this, it's also photo matched to several different points of the of the season and post and after the season. So it's photo matched to opening day of 1958. It's photo matched to some other games during the year. It is also photo matched, believe it or not, till after the season... Do you remember the old show, Home Run Derby? Sure, sure. So actually, he wore the jersey in the Home Run Derby episodes. Jeez, no after way. After the season ended. So it's uh, it's really a, just a, a remarkable piece of history. Are you and kidding again, me? if you're if if this is on your list, if you desire to own an all original home Mickey Mantle jersey, the, the scary thing is, is it can be another 10 or 20 years before one comes up of the right. caliber that you're seeking. And that's why, again, it's it has already set a record for a Mantle shirt. But that that is, you know, I, I would say of all the incredible pieces in this auction, that has to be the coolest. This is like a, you know, quintessential item of something we've been talking about on the show, which is I think there's been a movement, and I'd like to get your opinion on this, Joe, in terms of trends, toward these items that were worn by the player, were held by the player, the bat, you know, the, the signed whatever, the, something that the, the player had in his possession, gloves. I mean, can you just comment on that a little bit? Because to me, this is sort of the, the ultimate item in that vein that we've discussed, as opposed to just a card or something like that, something the player, you know, touched and felt and had in their hands. 
Yeah, no, it's a great subject. And, you know, I find myself talking about it quite a bit with fellow hobbyists. Look, the reason that cards have accelerated so far away from everything else is because that market has matured more quickly. There's more information about card collecting than anything else. And there's a sort of wonderful simplicity to card collecting. They're part of a set. They're graded one to 10. It's it's sort of easy to get your mind wrapped around every card. So let's take a 1958 Topps Mickey Mantle card. The only thing separating one Mickey Mantle from another is condition. That's the only thing to think about. And that is done by third-party services. When it comes to memorabilia, there's a lot more thought that needs to go into it on behalf of the buyer because not all bats are the same. Not all jerseys are the same, even if they're used in the same season. They're all different. They're all sort of one of ones, if you will. But what's happened over the past, you know, three, five, you know, seven years is that now this these this material is starting to close the gap. Now, what's remarkable is that here I am talking about the fact that this jersey has already set a record at just a shade under four million. And it's not even a third of the way there to the $12.6 million figure that we garnered for a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle one year ago on our platinum sale. So you can see there's still a ways to go, but more and more people are feeling comfortable. And I had mentioned the photo matching earlier. Photo matching is helping buyers gain a a much much higher degree of comfort um, in terms of paying a premium. So having the authentication in addition to the photo matching is starting to bring game-worn and game-used items to an entirely new level. The photo matching, <clears throat> you mean that uh, there are photos of him in that uniform that you could, you know, match? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Much, and, right? and okay, key, different yeah, photos. Exactly, and the key with the, the home pinstripe uh, you know, Yankee uniforms is that the pinstripes act as a fingerprint. So no two are exactly the same. So they're able, if the, if, if the resolution on the images is clear enough, it's a, if it's a clear enough shot, they can line up all of those pinstripes and, and basically match the, and confirm that that jersey was worn on that particular yeah. day. And, yeah. and look, when it comes to game-used, game-worn items, having the ability to pinpoint it at a certain moment in time can be huge. In this case, it's 58, and it's, again, yeah. opening day. He's there receiving his MVP award on opening day from 57, the 57 yeah. MVP award on opening day in 58, and he's he's wearing the jersey. It's just a really cool piece, and again, yeah, to your point, Rico, yeah, matching is literally taking the object and finding images where you could line them up and confirm that that is the exact item yeah. that we're talking about. Joe, right. let's, let's stay on that point for a minute. And <clears throat> Excuse me, that Rico just brought up. Do you guys go out to third-party photo matching companies, or do you have an in-house, you do it in-house, and have people that are experts doing it? We do both. So we definitely are, are huge supporters of third-party, you know, grading with cards, yeah. autograph authentication, bad authentication. You know, we, you've had John on many times. So it's no different with, with jerseys. And we do take it to the next level by working with, there are a few different uh, services out there, photo matching services that we utilize, but we also screen the items ourselves. So it's a, it's a combination of going out, getting that third-party photo matching done, and reviewing the items in-house as well. You know, uh, we talk about Platinum Night. How many, how many items, in, approximately uh, how many items in the, in the auction? I think there's, uh, gosh, don't, yeah, don't put me on the spot here. I think there's somewhere in the neighborhood of, I think it's fifteen to seventeen hundred, something like that. But wow. there's there's a lot. But 
the, the, the key with platinum is this is of all the heritage uh, auction platforms that we have throughout the year, because we're running literally auctions every week and every month, plat, the two platinums that we do one in August and one in February, these are the auctions that kind of have the, the, the greatest cachet, if you will. So in terms of pound for pound power, I mean, there are so many six-figure and also seven-figure items like the Mantle jersey, like the Mantle card. There are other cards um, that that may get there as well. So it's just in terms of just pound-for-pound value, um, there's just a tremendous selection of material and really elite items and in every category you can think of. Joe, what were your thoughts on the national? I mean, uh, we saw you quite a bit. Um, what was the what was the traffic light at the uh, traffic like at the heritage uh, exhibit number one? And what were your overall thoughts uh, of the national? No, look, like I said, as an exhibitor there, who could complain with the traffic? I will complain about the air conditioning, but that's you know the first three days. I I think I I sweat right through my clothes. That was pretty pretty awful. But what are you going to do? Other than that, it was a really incredible show, um, and the traffic was tremendous. I mean, just. You know, being a part of Heritage and just you guys know you've seen it uh, year to year. I mean, we really the team puts on a, a museum quality display um, and just and watching kind of the oohs and ahs, you know, from collectors as they walk around the booth and they preview it. In this case, we were previewing many of the items that we have in the current platinum sale. It's just a lot of fun and you get to engage with with collectors and answer questions about different items. It was terrific. Now, as far as the show itself, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it earlier. The traffic was unbelievable. The amount of young people was really unbelievable. The, the only thing I would say that if there's any concern whatsoever, and, and it's, a, it's a minor concern, but it is a concern, is that I did notice that there was at least some sort of uh, marketing effort towards the, the younger crowd that was more focused on make money now more yeah sort of I, I agree with quick you that i yeah I, I didn't love you know and and that's because to me it's like look one of the things that is so awesome about this industry and hobby is that it it can persevere through just about anything because there's an emotional connection to doing it people love to collect and that 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 connection doesn't go away no matter what what's going on in the in the world around us and if it's just about making money, if that's the only motivation, eh, that that's not a sustainable uh, business. I totally model. agree so with you. There was some percentage, I would say, um, of folks that were there, young kids that were there. That you know, I wonder if they're they're in it uh, for the for I, the I love of the hobby reasons. But you know, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. So not going to enjoy it. They're not going to enjoy it exactly. Right, listen, before we take yeah, a quick break, Joe, one right. thing I have to thank you for it was the greatest recommendation you have ever made to me. My uh -oh. top three dishes of all time, the Chilean sea bass was a, a killer. It was a killer. It was the, I'm not kidding. It's in my top three dishes of all time, and I've eaten a lot of food. Phenomenal recommendation. <laughs> thank you very much. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Big Al's going to be joining us. Joe's going to stick with us. Al Christofoli from Love of the Game Auctions. Mm -hmm. The Chilean sea bass was phenomenal. <laughs> Chilean sea bass? It was huh? unbelievable. Wow. Hang in there. We'll be right nice. back. Nice. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. 
Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you are a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden Auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport, Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions, here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. 
Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. Hey, I'm Mike Petroselli. If your company is looking for the best in marketing and promotional items, you'll hit a home run with Petroselli Marketing. With over 8,000 suppliers and 650,000 imprint-ready items, we can get your company the visibility it needs to get your maximum exposure. Whether it be office promotions, wearables, automotive, sports items, and everything in between, Petroselli Marketing can do it all. Our design staff will even work with you from concept to delivery and customize your products. At Petroselli Marketing Group, we will get your brand in front of your audience. Contact us at info at PetroselliMKT.com or call us at 603-880-3202. That's Petroselli Marketing, where no dream is impossible. Folks, uh, that was my son. <laughs> He's got to take care of his father. Al, he is unbelievable. Just, you know what I was thinking you guys need? You guys should have like a sales force out there trying to sell commercials. You should you, probably. No, we are turning people away. I'm telling you, there's a waiting list. Go ahead. Like That's NASCAR. My, you probably it's don't. Like, you probably know it's my son. You know, it's uh, pepperoni marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Imprinted products keeps uh-huh. your brand. I'm trying to tell you, uh, your friend. <laughs> In front of your customers more than any other form of advertising. That's a fact. That's a fact. It is a fact. (laughs) For the best on-time service and new ideas for your next project, get Petroselli Marketing. (laughs) Ask for Rico. Call at 800 Whatever you do, do not ask for Rico. (laughs) 264-800-264-4294. Or go to their website, PetroselliMKT.com. My my granddaughter answers. (laughs) Joe Joe and Al, uh, this is the God's honest truth. The only time time Rico steps into that place is to grab something for free, whether it be a a hat or a parker or some kind of... I haven't even gotten a freaking pen yet. I don't even have a pen. It's the only time he goes in there to grab something for nothing. You know, how about a collapsible (laughs) drinking cup or something for your boy here? All right. right. We have the Italian... We have <laughs> both the Italian connections. Should we do this? We need to do yeah, this. In a few minutes. Yeah, Al Christofoli, <laughs> in a few minutes. Al, Chris, okay. <laughs> Al Christofoli from Love of the Game Auctions. Uh, you guys know each other. Al, you've got, uh, you've got an auction ending uh, this coming weekend. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. He's starting to sink. Uh, well, it's it's uh, doing pretty well. It's our summer auction. Very excited about this one. Lots of, you know, it's a it's a... A typical love of the game auction. It's filled with stuff that uh, that you don't see every day. Uh, a lot of 19th century material in this one, and uh, you know, a, a pretty good dose of memorabilia. A lot of score cards and things like that. Um, I think my favorite piece in it is is probably the uh, the war chest. The the 1917. Uh, it's a trunk. Yeah. That uh, it was part of the uh, uh, Clark Griffith held a big national fundraiser during the war. To uh, to raise money to have athletic equipment sent over to to uh, American troops that were serving in Europe, 
And, uh, and what we have is, is uh, one of the, uh, what they called war chests, the nice Knights of Columbus filled these things up with athletic equipment and, uh, and sent them out into, uh, into these, uh, in, into the locations where the American troops were. So this one's got nine bats and three chest protectors and three catcher's masks and, uh, it's really, really neat. Um, and we've decided to keep the whole thing together in hopes that a collector will buy it and keep it together because it's been together for a hundred years. So, so, uh, um, but there's two Ty Cobb bats in there. There's an Eddie Collins bat. It's, it's really nice. nice. Very cool. Very you probably cool. stole them from the players and put them in there. It was <laughs> so really. cheap. It was cheap. I know. They're, pro- son they're, right? cheap. they're probably gamers that you don't even realize because, because he right. stole them. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's nice. That's you got nice some bat. other stuff in there, Al. I mean, uh, it's a, it's a great auction. I've gone through it several times. Um, He's got thanks. some great Jackie Robinson, Gary yeah. Cobb. I mean, all the all the big names Al represent, uh-huh. and all different from all different card companies. You know, throughout history, it's sure. a, it's like you said, it's a great typical, and I mean that in terms of being great, love of the game auction. Some stuff yeah. you're not going to see anywhere else. You know, we talk yeah. about this a lot. <clears throat> this is a good example. Both of you guys, both Joe and Al. Joe's got the uh, platinum auction coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, Great stuff in that auction. Unbelievable. And then, Al, you have your auction. And, it, you know, the spectrum is amazing because you guys both are appealing to just about every hobbyist in the world that yeah. collects. I mean, every, you, you know, you got it all. I think Heritage is, is particularly good at, uh, at pre-war material. It's, it's uh, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the auction companies in this big, uh, uh, in this big run-up, in the, you know, this post-pandemic craze, um, have really kind of started to focus on post-war vintage and, and, uh, um, uh, and also modern. And Heritage does that stuff, and they can because they're so big. But I also think that, uh, that they also have a, have a you know, kind of a talent in that pre-war arena, um, which is kind of neat because, you know, I like to buy stuff. Do you both of you get uh, do you get new people for instance in each auction uh, a lot of new people or yeah. a small amount of new people uh, yeah. both Al and Joe um, yeah either one of you or both if you go ahead Joe Oh, yeah, no, I mean, look, that's that's our job, right, Rico? Like, yeah. you know, throughout the year, our job is to keep building our, our database of both bidders and consigners. So, mm. um, you know, the National was a great opportunity to get FaceTime with people. But throughout the rest of the year, there, there are some smaller shows throughout the year, but much of it is done online. Much of it is done on the phone. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, by the way, I, I was busy scrolling through Al's auction right now and, and, and noticing some pretty cool stuff myself. There's a, but I have to mention this. It's kind of cool. Al has, there's a, there's a Ty Cobb photo in there, a type one photo. That photo was actually used to photo match, photo match. Yeah. that sold for wow, uh, wow. a record price for a Ty Cobb bat. It was actually one of two images that was used to photo match this incredible Sick. bat that we actually sold last year. So there's some really cool stuff Very in there. Cool. But anyway, <laughs> see, yeah. I get to, see, I'm just like everyone else. I have a <laughs> collecting bug. I'm getting distracted looking at this. Cool <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, throughout the course of the year, um, yeah, that our job is to build relationships and, and introduce new people to this hobby. And as, as you guys have aptly pointed out, the, the, the cool thing about this hobby, which Al and I, of course, both love, is that there's something for everybody. Whatever 
you know, budget you're on, there's something for yeah. everyone to collect, and that's what makes it great. Yeah. JM, tell us about our good friends at the you, Philly Show. You got it, Zap. East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philadelphia Sports Collectors Show, the Philly Show, yes. from Friday, September 22nd to Sunday, September 24th, held at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, Hall B, 100 Station Ave, Oaks, PA, 19456. Shop over 300 of your favorite hobby dealer boots on over 100,000 square feet of sports collectibles. Heaven, from the 1800s to present day. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and authentication companies are on hand to assist your collecting needs. The Philly Show is always family-friendly, and all kids 12 and under get in for free. Autograph guests to include oh, that's Pete. Nice. The hit King Rose. Yeah. Baseball Hall of Fame is Jim Tomey and Pedro Martinez. And 2023 inductee Scott Rowland. Basketball legends Dr. J, Julia Serving, and Allen Iverson, and many, many more. For more information, go to phillyshow.com. Remember, since 1975, the Philly Show is where it all started. And for the, keep in mind that uh, Joe Drellick, who is running the Philly Show... <clears throat> Also now runs with his two other partners, the National. So, yep, it's a they do a great job, great job. Um, Al, you did a you did a great job uh, coming uh, coming onto the stage fashionably late. Uh, fashionably, at, at right the, at the end. But you it's, did great. Just made it. I, did you see it? By the way, have you seen it? I did. I did. <laughs> All did. of your other guests were very intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, well, you know, it's good to have a mix. You did. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I, I feel good. To, I feel a niche. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your auction ends when now? Saturday, Saturday the nineteenth, and and there's still plenty of time to register and get your bids in. That Oscar Charleston rookie card is a little bit low right now. Keep that going. Keep going. A little bit low. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's not a lot of things that are low, but the, that rookie card is all upside. That's you know, did that's I ever tell card. you? Did I ever tell you that Chief Myers was the uh, bull, he was the uh, he caught for Christy Matthewson? Did I ever tell you that? Did I mention that we had a Chief Myers single sign baseball? <laughs> you did not. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Chief Myers. I am begging the general public. That's my ball. I'm putting it in. I'm begging you to bid on it. I'm begging you to bid on it. Is uh -huh. that fair enough? Is that fair enough? Sure. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, you know, it's a good ball. I'm already teasing. I'm already teasing. It is a good ball. It's, it's something you don't see very often. Right. That's you know? it. So, Joe, so. Platinum is, uh, ends when? 19th and 20th. It's split into those two days. All right, listen, you guys I've both. seen you both. You man. both know That's what you mean to us. Guys, yeah. You guys are both, like, at the top top tier. Yep. The two of you and Derek, right at the top tier for us. Uh, why, why'd you have to bring that, Derek? That's kind of you. I, I, I'm in the same league as those guys, but, uh, but that's nice of you. All right, guys, we love you. Uh, to our viewers and audience, please don't forget to follow us on the Great American Collectible Show, Tom Zappler Media, uh, Tom Zappler uh, Facebook page, Sports Collectors Daily. We are going to be, uh, in the next couple of weeks, we've got another announcement that we're going to be on another major platform, YouTube, all that other good stuff. I don't have to go through nice. that. Fun to be here with both you guys. Yeah, actually, That's we don't great. see each other very much. Well, we get, about time we got some talent. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. With well, that being said, this weekend, Joe. <laughs> see you guys. Take care, guys. Take care. And to our viewers are listening, happy collecting. Yeah.